Hey, Peter. Yo. Where are you going? Um, I don't know. Where are you going? I honestly don't know. Well, I've got a bigger question for you. Yeah? Where is Jazz headed? I don't know that even more. Well, you will in the next 17 minutes. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Jazz Explained. Okay, so I'm going to hold you to 17 minutes. I'm, gonna, I'm looking <laughs> at the timer right here. We're going to try to time this. That includes the intro, right? Yeah, it does. Okay. You can't shout out a specific time, Peter, before we've recorded the episode. It was an estimate. It's, it sounded oddly specific, it's though, It's actually didn't a good it? average. I, I feel like it's probably the, the total average. Of I'm all not looking episodes. at the time like you, but when we hit 16, let me know. That'll help, please. Okay. I'll be able to wrap things up by then. That's great. I'm going to fix that for you right now. Thank you please. so much, Harry. Thank you. Uh, okay, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about where we think the jazz world is headed. Okay. I'm glad we put that in the title, where yeah, we I'm think. I'm not. I have no idea. Could you imagine if we're like, the, this is where the, because look, we never know. We're talking about the future. Oh, you say, you're glad you put, we think. Right, where okay. we think the okay. jazz world is headed and what to do about it. And we didn't say, and what we're going to do about it. It's what for all of us to do about it. The yeah. jazz community. Okay. Listeners, yeah, players, yeah, yeah. producers, yeah. impresarios. Do those still exist? I don't yeah, even know what that means. Of course they do. Yeah. Sounds, sounds European. I feel like that's someone who's like in charge of a lot of stuff. <laughs> You're so flamboyant with I, your well, arms. Yeah, like you Winton think. Marsalis is a jazz impresario, right? Is he? Yeah. yeah he's a jazz trumpeter. Well, yeah, but he's <laughs> yeah. so much more. Present, yeah, I guess so. That's true. That's, that is true. Um, and we may talk about Winton as, as well because he certainly had a, a big part of where we are now and certainly has a lot to say about where the jazz world is headed, I think, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. okay, full disclosure here. Yeah. Right before we started this episode, um, when I brought up this possible topic to you, you were a little bit reticent to go with this because you were like, I have no idea. That was your exact words. I have no idea. I have no idea where the jazz world is going. I don't think I would have predicted where it is now 10 years ago accurately. Okay. Yeah, also, you know what? Where is it now? I don't know. Oh. That's another thing. <laughs> How do we know where we're say. going if we don't, well, if we don't know where we've if been. We don't know where we, we don't are. Know where we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know that you are here. No, we, we, I mean, we definitely know where we are, but. I think the the hardest thing is that with this question is that jazz means the word jazz is is first of all changing and and almost the sun, in some circles fading away completely exactly you know exactly but uh, but also it, like it means several different things right. at one time so you know are we talking about uh, you know uh, uh, scary pockets are we talking about Jacob Collier are we right. talking about Robert Glasper? Are we talking about Melissa Aldana? Are we yeah. talking about Artemis? Like, are, are we talking about... I think those are all jazz. Right? And you haven't named one yet. What about Def Leppard? Kamasi Washington? Yes. No, not Def Leppard. Okay, see, that's what are I'm... We talking it's about, easier to go to the, to, to the far edges to see, you know, what's, what's harder. I think what you're trying to do is name people, and I think for, for some Scott, folks... Scott, Bill Sharlap, all those yeah. people are making, like, relevant jazz albums, right? Right, but, you're, but at first you were trying to name people that some folks might say, that's not jazz. I mean, I think like of those that you name, Melissa Aldana, Bill Sharlap, is there anyone that says that that's, that's they're not like, playing jazz? That's like stereotypical. Right. But right. somebody might say Kamasi Washington is not playing jazz. But and is, I would, in a sense, isn't he is more playing jazz than almost anybody else or what the history of the music has done where it's right. like held forward? I don't know. That's why I'm like a well, little perplexed by the question. Well, I think that it's always fun to have and I think fertile to a genre to have folks that or maybe playing in a way or looking for something and maybe they found it, maybe they haven't, maybe more likely they're kind of halfway finding it, mm-hmm. but that are possibly where jazz is headed, but they're already doing that. You know, you might think of that as kind of, I mean, I guess avant-garde is the easiest 
sort of before your time type of you know for yeah. the literal literal translation. Uh, je suis American. A lot of, a lot of cultured language is happening here. Right, but I mean, so maybe some people that at the time they're like, "That's not jazz," but is that going to be jazz? First Nobody of all, knows. We just comment on how you kind of got a sleazy tone to your voice <laughs> when you went French a little bit, uh, like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew has not survived the Me Too movement. Let's just talk about that. He's and not rightfully. stood up to the test of time. <laughs> no. no, but um, you, but you know what I'm saying? Like certain artists play in a way that. I like to be. I give them the benefit of the doubt and not be like, "That's not jazz." Everybody that you mentioned, no. that's the rich tapestry of this music. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so maybe the first place that we can definitely predict it's going is into many different little buckets, like right. many different pockets of its own thing, which it always has. There's always been yes. several different. I don't think it's new. Varied, wildly varied sounds. So I wonder if we could talk about media for a second. Peter. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember when I first started listening to jazz and playing the music. I had a friend who was like, who was a drummer and we were in all state jazz band together. And he was like, I don't really want to play jazz. Uh, less than 1% of the population listens to jazz. And <laughs> right. he was like, I want to be a commercial success. Right? right. And I was like, Oh, and for me at the time I was like, Oh cool. Like that makes me even cooler <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. to be into it. Right. That it's not for everybody, you know, but I'm wondering like, I don't know if that's true anymore just because it seems to have like bl- the, the lines between genres have been so blurry. Yeah. You know, where like it does, it seems like jazz or black American music or whatever you want to call it has crept into so many different other, like definitely like clearly delineated pockets of music that I just don't think that's true. And also I think like, because jazz musicians have historically done a lot of work within the pop and film and, and very broad uh, genres of music, yes. we've put our little spices in there. Right. And they've become addictive to the general public. Who were we just talking about? John Clayton? The, uh, the National Anthem. The National Anthem. I know. Yeah. I just did that arrangement of the National Anthem. I borrowed heavily from John Clayton, as you right. do, because it was so good. Yep. But that was for a NASCAR thing, and the NASCAR fans haven't pushed back on any of the weird chords. That's right. You know, well, Have I mean? you gone on the the, the uh, NASCAR subreddit? I did. Music thing? I did, it, it was okay? It was okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Actually, someone... Big shout out to the, uh, to the giant bomber f- f- fighter jets that flew overhead during your I most... Know, your most chromatic section. <laughs> was, uh, they missed a lot of juicy chords. But actually, you no. Know, someone on the YouTube video of this, uh, this version of the National Anthem I arranged with all the, the weird chords actually commented like, I want Adam Neely to break down this arrangement. And I was like, that was my proudest moment. I that was, was like, awesome. That means we- it's like... The, Someone is a NASCAR fan who enjoys weird. You know what? Actually, Adam Neely, don't break that down because I don't think you can handle it. Stay away from that. I think it's way too complex for you. He's just going to be like, oh, this guy likes John Clayton. (laughs) But I mean, this this example of the influence of jazz being beyond the 1%. I agree. I think that that's a very limited way to think about it because you have these quite often breakout or breakthrough um, kind of expansive um, forays that the jazz sense about sensibility or the jazz aesthetic really permeates the kind of worldwide consciousness. Oh, man. And in all different ways. And it's like, been like that for years. That's not a recent been. thing. No, that, it's been like that for a long, long time. I actually just played this show, too, in, in Florida and here at Jazz St. Louis uh, with this uh, amazing uh, saxophonist and educator down in Florida named Pete Carney put together a show of called Radiohead Jazz. 
And it literally breaks down from interviews with the band Radiohead, who had a lot of commercial success in the early 2000s. Yeah. But like they're, they're borrowing heavily from like Alice Coltrane. Mm-hmm. Like speaking of like different pockets of jazz, like right. the sort of psychedelic jazz movement. And, and Alice Coltrane's music might have been accused at the time of being not jazz or not totally, where jazz is headed. Totally. That's interesting. But you can hear these like direct influences yeah. between, you know, Miles and Bitches Brew and Jack Johnson and Radiohead and Alice Coltrane and Radiohead. And then now it's like jazz musicians like Brad Meldow and Robert Glasper and the Bad Plus, they're like doing Radiohead songs. So it's yep. kind of like feed, a feedback loop on itself. That's great. You know what I mean? Well, but, and you mentioned Bitches Brew. Like that's an example of a, a jazz record. Well, and, and again, some people would be like, that's, at the time, they're probably like, that's not jazz, like a real dogmatic approach. But that has in, been more influential probably outside of the jazz world. Totally. Well, it's certainly like, like if you look at Miles' re- recordings yeah. that have influenced jazz music, trumpeters for, perhaps, that's probably one of the least influential. Probably. But in the rock world, the fusion Dude. world, uh, you know, all the general, that's like hugely um, impactful album. So we did another thing with Jazz St. Louis where we did Bitches Brew, which how do you do Bitches Brew? Like <laughs> right. we, we tried our best uh, yeah. we, with, the, with the sketches that we had, but we put together this big group of people. Our friend Montez was on that gig. It was so much fun. Mm. And it was packed with people I've never seen at Jazz St. Louis before. Yeah. It was not the straight ahead jazz fans. No. And they were ravenous for the tune. Like they loved the music so much. You right. know what I mean? So that, that, that does, it does go beyond the scope of what we think. Well, okay, so I think that we've come to our first possible answer to the question of where we think jazz, the jazz world is headed. By the way, we have less than uh, eight minutes Okay, left. good. No, thank you for that, yeah. for that update. We are on schedule. Okay, good. We have come to our first answer here. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. So I would say that, you know, what you referred to as the feedback loop, like the impacts that jazz has made on other genres and really on kind of usually more kind of pop culture you would say or whatever over the years and this could be going back even further than that um and to more recent things like you mentioned um and then sort of recycling that not necessarily the thing of like i'm going to do a crossover jazz record to me that's never been that interesting like like artists that do that like i want to do something but ones that like come up with a vision that pushes things and attracts things beyond just the typical jazz audience yeah. and brings them into the fold. That's a very interesting thing. It's always sort of happening, but I think the jazz world may be headed there even more, a, a better acceptance of that, as opposed to us looking at like, oh, we've lost one of our own. Robert Glasper, great example, you know, did some fantastic, like what would be considered kind of straight ahead-ish jazz records for Blue Note when he first was signed, when I first met him. Yeah. When he first was doing records up in New York. Those are good records, too. They're right? great records, yeah. yeah. But then, like, once he started doing other things, and he did a little bit of crossover between them, but it was, there was kind of a point where he was like, and I'm like, can't remember if that was, like, Black Radio or one of the Experiment records. I mean, I guess the Experiment was more Robert Glasper or whatever it was. I always tease him when I see him. I'm like, you know, are you going to re- recycle your own names over and over again? What's mm-hmm. going on? But, I mean, like, those where you're starting to say, you know, invite the audience to go somewhere else. Maybe you lose some people. Maybe you gain some more. But is your artistic vision strong enough to have that the common denominator between whatever you do? Because most listeners, that's what they care about. They're not looking for you to check some historic box or not. No, most listeners don't care. Yeah. That's so true. And so I think that that's kind of where things are headed. Or maybe maybe I'm cheating on this one and saying that they're already there. And I would say in terms of what, what do we do about it, that would be... You know, kind of latching onto that and 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 being expansive, not trying to be like, oh, I'm going to go chase more more views or more listens, but saying, how can I, you know, look to broaden my appeal? And we will be right back. And we 
And we are right back. Sorry, I almost came. I almost cut off the swoosh. <laughs> I didn't did. know we had an entry swoosh too. We gotta have. We exited in double swoosh. But is do, dopio? Double. But is it the same one? Because it should be like left to right. Swoosh, swoosh. Oh Come gosh, on, man. this guy's criticizing my swoosh. I'm my not. Shooshes. I'm saying. I'm saying be expansive. We're going oh next God. level. I mean, just play the right note. I don't have enough swooshes <laughs> to do that. Um, so I wondered too if we could talk about like you know one of the things that's happened over the last couple of years. Like, what do you think about like? So uh, J.D. Beck and Domi. Domi and J.D. Beck. Yeah. You know, these these crazy kids yeah. who are like insanely monstrous talents. Right. They finally are releasing their first album. Yeah. But they've been like super famous now for years. Right. YouTube famous. Instagram famous. Or Instagram TikTok famous. TikTok famous. TikTok like it's not famous. even YouTube. Like it's Tickety-tockety famous. It's these like 20 second clips. I'm thinking of like Corey Wong. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, like... Uh, Jesus Molina and right. Jacob Collier started yeah. on YouTube and with these like he's kind of old he's kind of old to be part of the, the Tiki Taki crowd now, he finally he? started making like like albums that people would listen to but I, I wonder if this is going to become more of a trend where like what's your favorite Jesus Molina album no one knows but I mean not no one knows but does he have a record I, I'm sure he does but he, I'm sure he's more known for videos of him at Nam. you yeah. know where he's like just slaughtering this incredible music on a Nord or whatever, right? Like, so that begs the question is like, for the younger crowd, what's our, what's our, what's our awesome, uh, funny jazz YouTuber, HelloFo? Hell, oh, I don't, you know what's what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out there. I don't like that guy. You don't like HelloFo? Like you like him? Oh, I think it's clever. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I think it's clever. <laughs> His content, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, those kind of like digestible 45 second clips yeah. of music or, or content shorts essentially yeah and do you think those are going to factor in more and more and more to where we have artists where we like like i was wondering like is, is domi and jd beck ever going to make a song you know like right. that is on a record or is it just always going to be videos that are on youtube and and instagram don't I mean, get me wrong i love those instagram videos but i think there's a difference between that and the the hell what's it hello foe I think so. Yeah. Because, Sorry, hello, Fo. We love you. Well, no, we, no don't. we don't. I mean, we don't know you. I mean, I'm saying because he hasn't put like that I've seen like an artistic vision out. I no, think the yeah. platform, I'm agnostic to all these different platforms. It's kind of like, you remember when the DAT came out and the mini disc and they're like, this is the new thing and CD and and the LP instead of the, yeah. okay, that was a little before my time. Oh. But you know, I mean, like to me, that's, that's fine. And that's a whole interesting thing to be like, is it better on this? But ultimately you have your music, you, and then you get it to people, you deliver it somehow. And so to me, TikTok, what whatever else they may have better audio worse i mean you can argue about those things but you're getting it there but to, it is but, like, but to be just the joke part and you're like just a little bit of shtick with it to me that's and it's not about oh jazz is a serious thing but it's got to have some something even if it's short even if it's not an album it's got to have some kind of artistic merit something that's uplifting your soul to me that's what where jazz has been where it is now and where it's going great music it's not about like what's the groove is it at vocals is it rock or who cares like do you listen to it is there freedom in that music does it elevate your spirit as you're listening to it? i'm sorry am i getting too high-minded sue me no i love it sue me yeah, i you like never you usually are like at least three episodes in before you get this dogmatic keep going <laughs> um but i mean dogmatic not but but in an expansive way like yeah. being like you know what makes this music like is it touching people if that's it doesn't matter like the better the quality i think of the connection with the artistic vision and the generosity of of of, of us of any artist to put their stuff out there. And I don't care if it's great. It's not great if you don't think it, but like, is there one person that needs to hear this? And did you get to them somehow? 
then you're doing a good thing in the world. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it might be able to uplift a million people and it just needs to get there. That's when like the platforms and stuff become interesting. And, and, and I do think that these new platforms, we have the chance. Um, who's the vocalist, a really good young vocalist that I actually played with recently. I'm just spacing on her name, who does a bunch of TikTok and Instagram stuff. I mean, she's really, she's legit. She did a record, I think, on Mac Avenue. Um, I'm just, I'll, I'll find her in a second because she's, uh, I'm just, her name's, just, she's like one of the great, young, I mean, she's really young, like 21, 22 years old. Um, excellent singer. Yeah. But she's definitely like leveraging some of these new platforms to reach younger people. But she's a jazz singer. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And she's singing great stuff. And I love that because it's not just about like, let's go play the crusty old performing arts centers, which are good. And I think she's doing that too. Which is, of course, but like reach people if you want a younger Shout audience. Shout out to the Performing Arts Center. No, I mean, look, I, I, we're I, booking I, the podcast <laughs> tour. No, I love the crusty performing arts, and there's a place for that for sure. Yeah. And, 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 you know, what can make them less crusty? It's not so much the presenters, it's us, the, the, the artists. Like, let's have these young singers that are great that are reaching people on TikTok and then invite them to your show. They'll come to the Performing Arts Center. Yeah. It's our fault as artists if they stay crusty. It's not because they're beautiful places. I mean, Carnegie Hall is crusty much, you know? Well, Peter, I don't know if we've answered the question, but we are at 17 minutes. Okay, really? Well, I got to <laughs> so, find. I, so I apologize. It's not. I'm just, my brain is somewhere we're, else. We're out of time. Oh, he's going he's gonna to Google well, that. fix that for you. Yeah, right I'm going to fix it, but you got to <laughs> give me a chance to here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, Cecile Salvat, who's not who I was thinking about. I don't know if you've heard her record, The Ghost Record. Or I think it's her I've record. heard all of her records, and Man, I, I love I it. I mean, yeah. that. talk about where's jazz going. She's already there. But yeah, to me, that and Sullivan. Her and Sullivan are where jazz know, And it's not that it has to just be like that, but I think that's the best example of kind of that and they're both probably like 30 young 30 like that's a sweet spot i think for anybody to really hit their stride well and i'm like so proud of 40s too you know no no absolutely <laughs> and look i mean herbie hancock is pushing 80 right and he's yeah. he's hit his he's still hitting his stride so i mean it's not the end but i'm like if you're if you're doing something around that time you know like jonathan batiste like are we are we crusty because we only talk about like these these couple of 32-year-old artists that we think are great. <laughs> We're definitely a little crusty. We have to embrace that a little bit. Yeah. For sure. Okay, I have to find... Okay, you, can you talk for 30 seconds while I find this, please? I can talk. So, okay. hey, if you would like to leave us a question, like, where do you think jazz is going, uh, you can leave us a speak pipe. Go to youllhearit.com and leave us a voice message. We want to hear from you. So leave us your speak pipe at youllhearit.com. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review that's anywhere you get your podcast. We only accept seven-star ratings. Uh, now, that is impossible technically, but you'll figure it out. You'll see other people that have left seven stars. Leave us a seven-star rating. Uh, leave us a review. Peter promises at some point he's going to start reading reviews out here on the, on the pod. Well, could, you know what? Why don't, why, don't you, why don't you make up a review that I would read while I'm, while I'm trying to figure this out here? Okay. These guys are absolute <laughs> nerds. Uh, this is from Janice in Rhode Island. Janice says, I can't believe I wasted 17 and a half minutes listening to these two dingbats talk ding about. Dingbats? What, 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 where, where are we now? This is Janice's words, not okay. my buddy. Dingbats uh, talking about where they think the future of the music is going when they don't have any solid evidence that any of it's actually true. <laughs> That's pretty good. Right? It's not bad. Is that That's a good, good. Uh, Rhode Island accent? That's Read one more. Good. Uh, this is from Dwayne. Oh, I got it. Phoenix, Arizona. Samara Joy. Samara Joy is great. Samara Joy. Yeah. Isn't she great? I'm, big shout out to Samara. I'm sorry it took me so long. I, I, I was like 
picture. I got a chance to just do a couple of duo things with her recently, and she just blew me away. I mean, she's the real deal. And talk about another place that jazz is going. Um, but big shout out to Smart. We we do this podcast in real time, seventeen yeah, I, minutes, I mean, right? You, you cut off Dwayne from Phoenix. Well, anyway, we have to stop now because we're at nineteen minutes. So. Anyway, I won't listen to anything over nineteen and a half minutes. So gotta go. <laughs> Till next time, you'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs>